Hello, happy Monday. Welcome to episode number eight of Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing. I'm Cody, a hairdresser in Washington, D.C., and this is the podcast all about art and design theory for hairdressers. I want to start off by apologizing for my voice. I'm battling with some allergies right now, and hopefully we can get all the way through this episode without me falling over and dying. What I wanted to create with this podcast was a conversation about the creative side of our craft. I found that there's a million classes out there dedicated to formulas and recipes and how do I charge more and the day-to-day monotonous side of hairdressing. And I wanted to do something different. I wanted to talk about the side of our work that I find it gets easily lost in that day-to-day shuffle behind the chair so that when we start to get lost, we have a true understanding of what it is we do inside and out. Hairdressing is purely the arrangement of a raw material in tune with our intentions And what we do is part science, part craft, but overall, it's truly an art form. Last week, we talked about space. So getting the viewer to understand the physical amount of space that the work takes up. This week is all about balance, meaning giving context and meaning to the work overall. And as always, I would like to start here with a quote. This one is, I think, less of a quote and more of an excerpt, really. Um, It's from Le Corbusier's Towards a New Architecture. And it's from a chapter in that book called Architecture, Pure Creation of the Mind. You employ stone, wood, and concrete. And with these materials, you build houses and palaces. That is construction. Ingenuity is at work. But suddenly you touch my heart. You do me good. I am happy and I say, this is beautiful. That is architecture. By the use of inert materials and starting from conditions more or less utilitarian, you have established certain relationships which have aroused my emotions. This is architecture. At the time this was written, a lot was going on in architecture. There are changes in technology, building methods, and things like that. And what Le Corbusier is saying is that without emotion, the utilitarian or functional part of the work doesn't mean much to us as human beings. So without emotion, there is no art. And it's the artist's point of view that makes the viewer engage and want to be a part of what you've created. Up to this point, we've talked about physical elements in the composition, and we've talked about getting the viewer to understand the composition. This week we're talking about balance. So there are two things that we can use to manipulate the viewer's sense of reality, so to speak. 
And those are time and proportion. But before we get into those, let's talk about balance um, because it's something we probably have a grasp on and understand sort of maybe the components of, but I find it's never just spelled out black and white for us. And I think that's the first step in this specific conversation this week. So within balance, we have symmetry and asymmetry. And those are major categories when it comes to balance. Symmetry, meaning the bob that's cut perfectly evenly to the jaw on both sides, or a painting where there are equal amounts of elements on both sides of the canvas. Then asymmetry is the opposite. So on that bob, one side is cut up to her cheekbone, and the other side comes down and maybe falls just below her jaw. Or in a painting, we take all of the elements and push them to one side of the canvas. So we have symmetry and asymmetry. And then we have ways of playing with those. We have balanced counterbalance, balanced asymmetry. So if we had that asymmetrical bob and colored the short side a bright color and the long side a dark color to balance the fact that one side is shorter than the other, or we create a fringe that slopes down towards the short side to balance the fact that the two sides are different, that's balanced counterbalance or balanced asymmetry. So balancing the fact that the two parts of something are not balanced. Then we have radical counterbalance. So perhaps we want to celebrate the asymmetry that we've created. The episode officially begins when I forget how to speak. Um, so celebrating the asymmetry. In this case, maybe we take that asymmetrical bob and we put accents of a bright color on the longer side this time to emphasize the fact that there's this unbalance in the, the composition. So within balance, we have symmetry and asymmetry, balance and counterbalance. Then we have radical asymmetry or radical counterbalance, and then balanced asymmetry or balanced counterbalance. And those are sort of the categories of balance. And then we have these sort of properties of balance in a work of art. We have time and we have proportion. Time helps us to clarify that idea of space that we talked about last episode. And time gives us an understanding of space in the context of the work as a whole. So time in art, I'm not talking about it's quarter after on whatever day it is, but time in art is the amount of time it takes the eye to travel from one end of the work to the other. So we have active or we have passive timing. Let's talk about this in terms of something that we all understand as hairdressers. Let's go back to Vidal Sassoon. He cut the famous bob on Nancy Kwan in the 60s. 
Now this is an example of something, not a means to an end. That haircut, we look at images of, and it's serene, it's beautiful, it captures us, but it has a really passive visual timing because what the viewer sees is just how calm and relaxing the image is as a whole. And there are these long sloping lines that continue uninterrupted around this fluid organic shape. So it captures us and it doesn't seem to have a beginning or an end. It's just sort of this passive timing that's there. And we get lost in the image of this bob. Then on the flip side, we have the haircut he did for Mia Farrow in Rosemary's Baby, which is the antithesis of that bob on Nancy Kwan um, in its feeling. What we have is a short shape colored in a bright bulge color with short internal and external lengths. So completely different feel than Nancy Kwan's bob. There's an activity, there's lines that are interrupted here and there. The eye jumps from place to place. So where Nancy Kwan's bob is calm and serene and passive, Mia Farrow's haircut is short and active and almost frantic. And these are two fundamental illustrations of time in the world of hairdressing. So active and passive. And through playing with time, we get the viewer to understand space in the context of the story we're telling and sort of the work we've created. And the second part of balance is proportion. What we end up talking a lot about in hairdressing is the proportion of the client's face. And while suitability is important, making sure the work looks right on the person wearing it, there's a lot more to proportion than just that. There's the relationship between our work and the client's whole body, and then there's the relationship of parts of our work within itself. So if the client has really broad shoulders, and if I make her hair really short and compact, what does that do by taking away hair? What does that do to something else? Or the classic, my hair has to be long because my face is round, where that's the hairdressing equivalent to I'm overweight, so I have to wear a muumuu. There's these relationships between our work and the client. So that's proportion piece number one. And then there are the relationships between the parts of the work and relationships between the individual elements. So when we look at a blank canvas, a client's hair that we have done nothing to yet, there are sort of four quadrants. We have left and right and above and below. And we have to consider as artists how things in each of those areas interact with themselves and interact with the whole. Proportion helps us to regulate the overall balance of the work, but also helps us 
express the relationships between individual pieces of the work to the whole. So getting the composition to relate to the person wearing it and crafting it so it tells a cohesive story in the end. Ultimately, taking the story or the concept, making it fit on the client, because that's one of the most important things we do as hairdressers. But all of the pieces of the composition have to make sense within themselves. At this point, I, again, don't want to give out a recipe or a formula in relation to proportion, but there are a ton of studies on proportion and how people see proportion and various pieces of things. I'm not going to outline every single one of them because we would be listening all day for the next like week. And well, I probably wouldn't listen to my own voice, um, especially right now. Um, but uh, within proportion, there are these, there's this rule of thirds, there's Fibonacci's triangle, there's the golden ratio. And individually, those could each be like our conversations on their own. I will instead challenge you to go look any of those up and maybe share what you find on the Point and Line to Head Facebook page. But to sum things up here within balance, we have time and we have proportion. And these are the things that we manipulate as artists to change the viewer's sense of reality and get them to understand our concept in our work from our point of view. And I think I'm doing a much better job this week of not talking endlessly. We'll finish up with one final quote. This one is from Paul Clay, who I've referenced a few times now. He was a famous painter. And this quote is, the composition is constructed out of parts brought into harmony only at the last stroke. All of the bits and pieces and things that go into our finished work are all brought together at the very end, that last minute. And the first stroke that we make in our work is just as important as the last. When someone looks at a work of art, it has, or it should have, an overall sense of continuity. And that's where something like balance steps in to regulate this frantic activity of pieces. I want to thank you for listening. Head over to the Point and Line to Head Facebook page for more information on upcoming education opportunities. I do classes out of my studio, anything from full day to 90 minutes of just really geeky hairdressing art and design theory, if you're into that. So that whole schedule is up on the Point and Line to Head Facebook page. I can also travel to your salon. I love meeting other hairdressers and would love to meet anyone who's listening to this. So go check that out. 
Make sure you're subscribed and tune in every Monday for new episodes. Next week, we're talking about movement, the idea of artificial movement and how we get an observer's eye from point A to point B in our work. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks again for listening. I'm Cody, and this was Point and Line to Head, Elevating Hairdressing.